welcome in to another new AMP podcast. I'm your host, Ben DuBose, and I'm the news editor for the AMP Publications team. Today, we're chatting with Aaron Williams, Managing Director of Blast Abrasive Supply, as well as a board member for the AMP Global Center and an AMP Certified Coatings Inspector. Aaron, thanks so much for taking the time. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. So Aaron, you, as well as folks in the AMP staff office in Malaysia and within the AMP Malaysia chapter, that's where Aaron and Blast Abrasive Supply are based, by the way, you all recently collaborated and hosted the inaugural Malaysia Painters Competition on Saturday, August 19th. That 2023 version of the competition was quite successful by all accounts, and plans are already in the works for 2024. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about lessons learned, what you saw out at the event, as well as how this event is designed to address some of the prominent industry trends that we're seeing out in the marketplace. Aaron, before we go into the specifics of the event, I want to allow you to introduce yourself a bit more. For people who are unfamiliar with you, just give a little bit of your background as far as your time in the industry, your role within the company, and what you're doing with AMP. Uh, I'd love to. Thanks, uh, Thanks, Ben. Um, so, like a lot of people, I've come into the corrosion industry actually not in, in, a, in a direct path. So, I actually commenced my career in the Australian mining industry, uh, iron ore, uranium, copper, gold. And then at some point, I started as the general manager of, a, of an Australian mining operation that happened to be, be mining a garnet mineral. Um, and that actually was my ent- entry into the corrosion industry, garnet, of course, being a very popular uh, blast media that's used uh, around the world. Um, so with the uh, the Australian Garnet Mining Operation, I was deeply involved with the group's operations, not just in Australia, but also Middle East and Southeast Asia. And for a few years, I was seconded uh, uh, to start up the group's operation uh, in America, in Houston. So after a decade of running this Garnet business, um, in partnership with a Houston-based blast equipment manufacturer. I founded a business in Malaysia, manufacturing a line of abrasive blasting equipment and also selling the abrasive media and related consumables such as blast hoods and hoses and and stuff like that to contractors and shipyards across Southeast Asia. I also ran this business for a decade. Uh, In 2020, I founded the business uh, that you mentioned, Blast Abrasive Supply, uh, also in Malaysia that sells blast media across Southeast Asia. My involvement with AMPP initially kicked off within SSPC, so um, uh, from a a more of a contractor surface prep painting background. I was chair of SSPC's Asia Pacific Advisory Council, um, and I helped open the SSPC Malaysia chapter. uh, And I was heavily involved and still am today in setting up the C7 abrasive blaster and C12 industrial painter certification across Malaysia. So we did that with uh, industry groups and with the support of Petronas. In 2022, I joined the Global Centre Board of AMPP, and um, and of course in 2023 we had our our first painters competition in Malaysia. So you go the extra mile in a number of areas, both within your roles with AMP and now in recent weeks and months with the. Malaysia Painters Competition. There's a ton of planning that went into it. Obviously, there's work you're already starting on the 2024 version of the event. I suppose the old saying of a rising tide lifts all boats applies here. 
but just from your perspective, why do you go the extra mile beyond what you do within your company and strictly from a business perspective to try and put things like this competition together that benefit the industry at large? Yeah, so initially my involvement with SSBC um, was was primarily around uh, business networking. So uh, I'm an Australian, uh, I'm mm -hmm. in Malaysia, I'm in Southeast Asia, I'm, I'm in, a, in a foreign environment, and, and I was trying to increase my business networks um, by uh, joining an industry group that that enabled me to have those net that networking and it, it it frankly in that respect delivered in all respects so really my whole network in southeast asia has built been built largely on the back of, of my my work within within sspc also at a at a point uh, many years ago um I, I became personally vested in the interest of promoting um, our industry in the region. So, you know, I, I did become quite uh, vested with the concept of developing craft worker certifications for our abrasive blasters and painters. And, and, and uh, you know, we, we, my company at the time, we hosted several SSPC protective coatings inspector events. And, um, and in my mind, it was, uh, it was a worthy cause to continue to fight for. And, um, and uh, so I, you know, I've, I've certainly maintained that energy uh, over the last few years. So, but initially, it was about developing developing my business network in a, mm. in, a in a foreign region. So let's talk about this painters competition that just wrapped up again August nineteenth in Malaysia. Walk us through how that was formed, how long that was in the works, and then ultimately the success that you saw on the ground last weekend. What were some of the key highlights or takeaways from everything that just went down? Sure. Look, um, uh, it, it was it was very successful. Um, and just as a as a preamble, um, sometimes when you're taking training and certification into industry, it's 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 not it's not particularly interesting. It's it's not buzzy. Mm -hmm. Every meeting I had, whether that was in America or in in Asia or in the Middle East, when you talk about a painter's competition, you know the 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 other side sit up. In their chair and they really take note it, it's interesting everybody loves a competition right and so it was it was actually a quite easy to get that support um or easier to get the support than than i've had in other areas so um the malaysia's competition was held on the east coast of malaysia in an area called teluk kalong um so those in the region would know that area but it's basically a, a very dense or stronghold of abrasive blasting primarily for the Malaysian oil and gas industry. So in fact, it's a it's an offshore supply base for a lot of the Malaysian uh, oil and gas companies, um, Petronas being uh, the, the, the top of that, um, that uh, chain. We chose that region as our first competition, um, really to make it easier for painters to attend. So uh, quite um, typically um, when events are organized, they'll be event organized in Kuala Lumpur which is very convenient because it's the capital city, it's lots of resources, lots of venues. But if you, you know, you're less likely to have your, your, your painters and your blasters coming to attend such an event. So we, we chose that so that we could increase the participation from the guys that we we're actually, actually targeting. The event itself, what is a painter's competition? Okay, so it's about assessing each team's painting skills not really about their abrasive blasting, not because it's not important, but because 
just the event itself, if you, if you add the abrasive blasting, there's, a, there's you, know, you need larger air compressors, you need uh, ventilation, you need lots of other things. So it, we just keep it uh, limited to painting. Uh, each team uh, receives uh, the same set of written instructions and they also attend the same briefing so that everybody knows what everybody else knows and as they go into the into the event. Um, there's a judging panel. So our judging panel was, in fact, uh, AMPP C7, C12 instructors. Um, so we were, um, uh, that, that's a nice way of having them because they, they're very comfortable with the criteria and, and they know what, uh, what to expect going in. So we had a team of four um, judges and um, we had a, a whole judging criteria worksheet um, with, uh, it literally went to two pages. I mean, you're not just assessing strictly their painting, but how they set their equipment up and how safe they are and, and a bunch of different uh, different criteria. We had several contractors in the region around Talat Kulong sending teams. So each team consisted of one supervisor, one applicator or sprayer and one helper. So teams of three and um, and we, we at one stage had some freelance teams coming together so just three buddies said we can we can knock this out the park and they they sent a they, they formed their own little team uh, but primarily it came from the local contractors um, uh, sending in their teams um, the, the winners of the Malaysian competition this first one around uh, were three uh, gentlemen um, Malaysians uh, representing glass one and uh, but we had uh, a second place and third place I think it was Delium and and, and um, I can't remember the third place for the moment but um, you know they were presented so at the end of the conclusion of the day um, we actually are able to um, announce the winner and uh, we, we choose a fast curing paint so we can get a dry film thickness uh, almost immediately and we're able to announce the the winner attending were the who's who of um, oil and gas industry in Malaysia we had uh, Petronas which is you know the the, the the main oil and gas body in in Malaysia a very large oil company um, uh, we had quite a few people of those. Their keynote speaker was from Petronas. Uh, they had the Malaysian Oil and Gas Services Council, which represents something like 2,000 uh, local companies who are all working in the oil and gas sector. Uh, there was a substantial amount of interest uh, on the event. Being our first event, uh, we, we, of course, we knew going in that it wouldn't be uh, a polished, fast event. I mean, you know, we knew that there would be some issues. The way we do things in Malaysia doesn't quite align with the way things are done in other parts of the world. But um, with all of the support we got from our, from our main supporters, um, with all the support we got from and the vendors were lined up to, to help us um, uh, financially to put the event on. We had lots great attendance um, and uh, it, 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 we, it certainly the outcome was it was I couldn't have hoped for more. Um, and you've got to keep in mind there aren't really many if any opportunities for painters to demonstrate their skills in, in this kind of environment. Mm -hmm. It's a unique, unique proposition that we took to the to the Malaysian community. And these painters, I, I was watching them, they were sweating bullets. I mean, they had all of these eyes on them. But uh, so it was a very exciting event for them. And I'm sure that uh, next time around, we'll have more people interested in in, um, in competing and, and more vendors and more support. Um, you know, Petronas has said that they, they would like to get right on the front foot and really help us with the next one. So everybody saw the value in this event. And uh, so it was really well received. 
Yeah, I should mention that you can read more about it on AMP social media outlets. We've got pictures, details on the winners, the sponsors. Just go to AMP on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, your social media platform of choice. You can also go to AMP.org, AMPP.org, and get the details there, as well as our publication websites, such as Materials Performance Magazine and Codings Pro Magazine, and you can learn more about the specifics. Aaron, when I hear you explain the way this worked, to me, it seems like a template that theoretically could be followed by partners and chapters elsewhere around the globe, correct? I know everyone's got to bring in their own industry partners. A big part of why this was so successful was the way you worked with the industry, as you were explaining. But in theory, I would think that this is something that could easily be put together by AMP chapters in other areas of the world too, right? Well, absolutely, and and um, and you've you've hit the nail on the head. Of course, that's that's what we're doing. So uh, I'm working closely with um, AMP in in Houston, um, in in uh, Saudi. We're already in uh, deep discussion, and and planning is underway to try to kick off a Saudi painters competition, and um, and uh, more recently um, in South America, we're we're talking with a with a small group there about trying to do something similar. So. Great template. It's well thought through. Uh, full credit to the Houston Coding Society who have run this event successfully for 35 years. That's that's really where the inspiration has come from. Um, so absolutely, it's it's replicating that success, finding new partners and new committees, and uh, incredibly interesting and exciting event. And and um, and uh, yeah, I, I, it really does create a legacy for what we're we're trying to do with AMPP and its mission um, uh, internationally. Yeah, what are some of the plans for it moving forward? I know you've talked about bringing it back in 2024. What does the future of this look like and how does it work within AMP's overall mission for protecting mm -hmm. materials and getting them to perform better? Okay, so um, so from a, from a Malaysian perspective, um, uh, as I said, we're already we've got a meeting next Wednesday. So we had the event Saturday and next Wednesday, um, just a few days after, we're 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 meeting to talk about what went well and what didn't go well, um, and start planning for next year's event. Um, uh, you know, get in early to petition us to make sure that they can get more involved. A big oil company, obviously, it, it takes time with the bureaucracy to get things organised. Right. But make sure we've got the partners on from the outset. So we're already in deep discussions. Um, we're talking with um, our, our colleagues about, you know, we're not going to do it in Teluk Kulong again. They've had the pleasure of being the first, but um, where's the second event? And, and we're looking at various regions around Malaysia where we can, where, which are dense or strongholds for abrasive blasting and, and painting. Um, you know, Johor, which is in the southern Malaysia with a, a large refinery or the um, East Malaysia uh, in a town called Miri. Um, there's there's lots of options and, and we're having all of those discussions now. Um, so, you know, we've already got a committee that's uh, fresh, um, freshly minted painters comp uh, committee, uh, painters competition committee who are eager to to do it again and, and, uh, and keep the momentum going. Where does it fit in the in the scheme of AMPP? So, so APP, of course, is the merger of the, of the two the two legacy organisations. Mm -hmm. um, one of which was quite focused in the, into the contractor craft worker sphere, and and uh, the other, which was more inspection and more um, cathodic engineering. So, um, I, you know, I 
the inspiration, as I mentioned previously, really came from the Houston Coding Society. They're a very successful event, and it, it may not be 35 years, but it's something like 35 years. So the idea, so I, I've been attending that for some time, and and uh, and I, I want to say it was in 2020 that I, it really struck me that this would be a superb concept uh, within Malaysia. And uh, and I reached out to the, the head of AMPP, um, in uh, in Malaysia, um, uh, Mervyn, and uh, we started uh, to talk about how we might uh, how we might start something or a similar concept in in Malaysia. Uh, that took some time, of course, to work through, put the committees together, um, but uh, we certainly did uh, did work through it. So the idea of the painters' competition is to target, in my mind, a somewhat underserved um, segment of our industry, which is the painting and all the, the surface prep and painting craft workers. And mm -hmm. you've got to remember that, of course, that this this group far outweighs, you know, the inspectors and the cathodic engineers. There's an enormous pool of uh, uh, surface prep and painters out there in, in industry globally, enormous. Now, when we talk about surface prep and painting and, and when you, 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 know, you talk to an oil facility owner, what are they focused on? They're focused on premature coating failures and almost all oil companies have looked into what is their cost of premature coatings failures and what what caused it and typically the number that's bounded around about there is 70 percent of premature coatings failures is directly attributable to applicator error so it's just that you've you spent enormous amounts of money buying a very sophisticated paint system that has a a tested surface of uh, life of of uh, you know, uh, service life of you know, 10 or 20 years but if it's not applied correctly it's going to peel off far earlier than that so if 70 percent mm -hmm. of your premature premature coding failures is directly attributable to applicator error so where, where does ampp fit into that into that scheme well ampp supports the industry by offering c7 c12 blaster painter certification so we we take that uh, take that stress or give the facility owners confidence that the craft workers that they've got blaster and painter craft workers they've got working on their assets have been independently assessed and qualified as possessing the actual skills necessary to work on those assets, which then leads to confidence that it's more likely that your your paint will achieve the the um, stated service life and not prematurely fail. Additionally, AMPP training and certification in that area, um, uh, you know, gives craft workers not only the necessary skills to, to start in that uh, area, but if you look at the the training framework that, that they've had for a long time, there are there is a there is a progression. So you can you know you can go from a, a simple airless to to plural and and TSA, and there's a whole progression that you can you can take. There's even now supervisory. Um, training programs to help you set up to be a team leader or, or a superintendent at some point. Um, you can go into the inspection path. There's, there's a whole bunch of career paths and career training that open up uh, with the proper training and certification path. And uh, and that from a, from a craft worker's perspective, he's now got some visibility on what where his career path or his potential career path might take him in this mm -hmm. industry. And obviously builds a, a family wage. I mean, he, you know, he can sort of see something where he can, we can, he can, or she can uh, develop a, a family wage. Then, in terms of 
continuing the AMPP mission, which is um, so you know my role on on the on the global center is is I, I everything I think about is is in terms of global 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 global. Mm-hmm. So if we can get success and get AMPP the recognition it, it deservedly it, it deserves in Malaysia, then of course if we replicate that success in Saudi and in other parts of the world, it continues to promote what the great things that AMPP are doing on a global stage. And and I I really saw the painters competition as directly linked to that ambition, which is of course uh, always been on on a on a global stage. It comes at an interesting time because the industry definitely has a shortage of skilled labor at the moment. You see the reports that are out there regarding an aging workforce and what's believed to be a lack of demand entering the field. How can we empower local people to advance their careers and how does something like this potentially play into that dynamic in regards to addressing the potential shortage of skilled labor? Uh, sure. So in Telok Kalong, being for, uh, take, taking that area as an example, um, it's likely that you're going to work in some service industry to the oil and gas industry. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's such a dense oil and gas part of the world that, you know, it, it seems logical. So a, a, a painter's competition um, with, uh, a, uh, you know, we had uh, uh, Mohammed Hawari Hassan, um, who's the uh, senior corrosion engineer for Petronas at the event. There was a bunch of Petronas staff there. There was there was other organizations there. In that area, there's uh, various, uh, what I would call trade schools, um, uh, you know, teaching uh, more craft worker type skills. So it gives, gives AMPP an opportunity in those regions to demonstrate the importance of a skilled and certified industrial painter to the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, for too long, it's, you know, if you're a painter, um, and still, it still occurs. If you're a painter, you basically join as a helper. You kind of learn on the on the job what the others are doing, and you're seeing what the others are doing, and that's kind of how you do it. So obviously, there's there's you know reinforces an error. If the guy before you wasn't doing it correctly, then it's likely you're not going to do it correctly because you've never been exposed or shown or taught how to do it properly. Um, so it gives gives us a chance to 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 say, look, this this craft worker plaster painter is a genuine craft worker it's a genuine skilled trade and it's not just something you fall into um it gives industry players such as petronas and and um uh, Hawari did a great job of explaining why it is important to petronas that his painters working on his assets are properly skilled so they do it correctly and so it gives those organizations a chance to talk to the local workforce and to the to the people who are interested, perhaps in, in developing a career in this area, to to explain to them why Petronas considers it important. And so, you know, and then in, in all of that, you know, of course, AMPP is explaining um, it's there's a whole um, potential training path and career path and etc. So, it the, the the painters comp is a is a you know rather than a, a dull or boring. Um, booth at a at a local trade uh, trade um, training fair or something like that. Here's mm-hmm. a real life example with these guys who who I mean every one of these these fellows um, were taking it seriously. There were some very serious looks when they were doing their their stripe coating and they're doing their mist coating and then their their final coat. They were taking this seriously, and I think they're taking it seriously. People looking on are taking it seriously. Petronas is taking it seriously. You know, it 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 uh, it, it certainly can attract new people into our industry 
and uh, and also give them a, a, a living wage so that they can look after their families uh, going forward. So I, absolutely, I thought it was the most interesting way to introduce our painter craft worker scheme to uh, to a local workforce. So moving forward, how do we balance that need for certainly an increased workforce and greater productivity? I know that's what you've been working on versus the cost pressures that are out there for a lot of these operators because you're working on multiple fronts. You need to address yeah. the skilled labor shortage, yet there's also these rising cost pressures, which in some regions of the world may be worse than others. But I think the general theme is true no matter where you are. How do you, if you're an operating company, what's the best way to try and strike that balance? Yeah. Look, it, it actually, you, you, the economic pressures, let me tell you, from an oil facility perspective, um, there is no argument. So an oil facility isn't looking so much at a very short term at slightly additional cost to ensure that his craft worker is, is properly skilled and certified. That's not the big cost for that oil facility owner. The big cost for that oil facility owner is a, is a paint system prematurely failing. So he now has to turn that, um, that segment off go in, re-blast and repaint at enormous cost and, uh, and then get it back online again. The, the cost to, to, the, to the oil facility owner is the potential cost is enormous of right. not having properly skilled and trained workers. So I can accept from a, from a contractor perspective, sometimes I'll look at this and go, oh, well, gosh, now I've got to certify my entire crew of, let's say that's 50 blasters and painters um, so that I can meet the minimum requirement from the oil company, which in this case, Petronas, it, it would be seeking a C7, C12 certification. Now I've got to go and get all my guys certified. So, so certainly from their perspective, um, you know, you can sort of see that short term. But I tell you, from a Petronas perspective, there is no argument. You know, everything they can do, uh, you know, uh, to, to reduce that enormous cost is absolutely beneficial. And it's not just the cost of premature coding failures. I mean, then there's also the cost of a catastrophic failure, which would far outweigh a premature coding failure. So, you know, it, it, if when I'm looking at this, this is why, um, this is why, uh, you know, uh, you know, we spend a lot of time with oil companies talking about the overall picture and explaining to them why it's important. And that's where we spend our time. If you look at IOGP, which is the International Oil and Gas Producers Committee or something. It's got like the top 20 oil companies. They released a new standard, a standardized procurement for um, coating upstream assets. And fair and square in the middle of it is the need for certified blasters and painters. So, And this is written by the oil companies themselves. It's not written by, you know, consultants. This is what the oil companies have put in, that they've acknowledged that for somebody to be painting their asset, and the enormous cost, potential cost of, of failure, that they want them to be certified. And, and they do mention an AMPP blaster painter certification. So I think the economic argument is clear at the oil facility owners, and which is why more and more of them are putting that in as a minimum requirement um, for, for people working on their assets. The US Navy has done it for a long time. As part of the QP program in the US Navy, they do, it, it, it indirectly asks for C7, C12. So it's it's more accepted. I think the argument's clearer. Well, there is no argument at the facility owner um, perspective, and uh, there you know the, the economic benefits outweigh the cost. 
besides the cost argument, it's also worth noting that this need for more workers comes at a time in which we are moving more into the digital era. You're seeing reports of artificial intelligence, AI taking off, and what that can mean for our industry. You're seeing things like digitalization 4.0. How do you see that potentially, if at all, impacting the mission that you've been talking about for the 30 minutes or so that we've been recording? How can digitalization play into some of these trends as we look to address the future workforce? Yeah, so, uh, you know, the the digitalization or or artificial intelligence. So we're seeing that uh, certainly artificial intelligence, for example, in in terms of predicting uh, corrosion issues. And uh, and there's some great work going on uh, in that area or digitalization in terms of collecting um, data that uh, you know, uh, paint a pie, you know, insert in, in, across the plant so that they're able to manage their own um, uh, maintenance programs, preventative maintenance programs. Um, so we, we're seeing some great moves in that one. Um, you know, you see more moves on on uh, drones, etc., um, uh, being able to assess hard to get to areas and uh, and and do some some surface checks um, uh, using using drone technology. Um, other companies, including Petronas, for example, are using drones to do small repairs in, again, hard to reach areas. Um, actually, um, you know, preparing the surface and then um, aerosol spraying a, a coating over it to, to quickly patch a repair so that it can get it early rather than it becoming a, a bigger issue later on. So I've seen great moves and great strides in that area. I guess the actual paint application, you're seeing some robotics uh, coming in, um, uh, being able to to do surface preparation and and spraying. But, uh, you know, by and large, you know, for the foreseeable future, I I still think you're going to need craft workers and and a lot of old craft workers um, for the surface preparation and and painting application. So in that respect, the need for skilled and certified uh, craft workers, it will continue, I think, for the foreseeable future. That's great insight from Aaron Williams, Managing Director of Blast Abrasive Supply, as well as a board member for the AMP Global Center and an AMP Certified Coatings Inspector. Aaron, before we wind down, for listeners who want to learn more about the Painters Competition, as well as any of the other initiatives that you all have going on within AMP's Malaysia staff office and the AMP Malaysia chapter, what's the best way that they can learn about what you're doing or potentially get in touch? Yeah, um, AMPP itself, when we when we kicked off the program uh, earlier this year, um, they supported significantly and, and, you know, we all saw um, uh, AMPP supporting our efforts with regular through their regular communication panels uh, channels. So the AMPP official Facebook and LinkedIn pages, um, you know, it was every second posting at some point at one point was uh, in relation to the Malaysian painters competition. Um, they uh, they did a small email campaign to members in the region uh, promoting the events. Um, we enlisted the support of local industry groups. Uh, so in our case in Malaysia, the Malaysian Oil and Gas Services Council um, contacted their uh, members and uh, and and uh, in- increased the support. So we we did a lot through social media. Um, and uh, and etc. I guess as we roll out future events, we'll continue to work with the AMPP chapters. So in this case, we work with the Malaysian chapter. In Saudi, it'll be with the Saudi chapter and etc. 
So for anyone wanting to get involved or, or get an idea of what's happening, I would suggest the first port of call would be your chapter um, and would be to reach out to your local local chapter, mm-hmm. get involved, find out what they're doing or have they got one coming up? If not, why not? And um, and, uh, and and reach out through that uh, that uh, that section or that that chapter. I, I guess something that I've had in the back of my mind is um, is uh, you know creating specifically in terms of the painters competition, creating an APP painters comp Facebook page where you know it's 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 not it's not ever closed and it just continually announced where the next event is occurring and so that people are, who are interested in painters competitions. That can become a member of that page and just receive updates through that page specifically on the painters competition and and um, and uh, and how to get involved in that way. So, um, but we haven't done that yet. But, um, but yeah, that that's you know your your local chapter I think is the best place to call into to find out what's going on. Makes sense. I think that's good advice. Aaron, thanks so much for taking the time. I learned a lot. Hopefully our listeners did as well. Congratulations on the success of the competition and keep it going. Thank you very much. Thanks for, for listening. Absolutely. That'll do it for today's episode. Aaron mentioned how you can get in touch with what they're doing within AMP's Malaysia efforts. As for us within the association, you can, of course, go to amp.org, ampp.org for regular updates from AMP, as well as all of the social media outlets, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube. Search for AMP on your social media outlet of choice, and you should be able to find what we're doing. Also want to throw a plug to our publication websites, materialsperformance.com and codingsfromag.com, where you can get updated industry information from Materials Performance Magazine and Codings Pro Magazine. With those plugs complete, we will adjourn. For Aaron Williams, I'm Ben Dubose. Thanks as always for listening, and please come back soon for another new AMP podcast. Calling all coding and corrosion experts. Join us at the AMP Central Conference in Albuquerque, New Mexico from September 11th through the 13th. Network with industry leaders and discuss topics directly impacting the central region of the United States. Don't miss this opportunity. View the technical lineup and register at amp.org slash events slash central dash conference.